my top 11 tips for talking money with your honey. People say money is the biggest reason couples get divorced, but I disagree. Now, of course, money is high stakes, emotional territory, and money is certainly an area of life where we can experience a lot of stress and friction, especially in a relationship or a marriage. Because as emotional and primal and confusing as money is for one person, when you add a whole other person to the mix, with their own money stories and patterns and childhood messages and dreams, well, it can be a lot. But I still think money itself isn't the cause of all of this friction. The problem isn't money. The problem is we don't know how to talk about money in a healthy way with each other. I've known and coached so many couples over the past 20 years who could talk about anything under the sun except for money. Deep psychological and spiritual wounding, no problem. Heated political debates, we might disagree, but we respect each other. But money, the mere mention of it raises our blood pressure. Many couples avoid talking about money entirely until it becomes an absolute necessity, like when a big surprise tax bill comes due or someone gets really upset about the way the other person is spending their money, our money, the family money, not a great time to start talking about money, right? We need to open up lines of communication when things are lower stakes. So we have the skills and trust and intimacy to have the harder conversations when they need to happen. My husband Forrest and I have worked in our money relationship for many years, both individually and as a couple and as business owners and as parents. It hasn't always been easy, but from what we've experienced personally and what I've seen in the couples I've coached over the years, here's what I know for sure. When you create space to talk about money with your honey, honestly, openly, and compassionately, you can move mountains. I know I'm being a little dramatic, but it's, it's true. That's what I see, and that's what I've experienced personally. You create unprecedented intimacy. You get to know each other and trust each other and connect with each other in ways you never have before. You discover each other's values and dreams and where they align with yours and where they're different. You learn about your sweetheart's past and what makes them tick and what really, really matters to them. When you put some work into your relationship with money, with your honey, the benefits ripple out to every other area of your relationship. The peace and connection and empowerment continue to grow. Trust me on this one. I've been through quite a journey on this. But you don't have to head out into the money wilderness blind. There are many couples who have walked this path before you and found what works and what doesn't. And while, of course, your journey will be unique, there are some tools and tips that can make the road so much smoother. The following 11 tips are the fruits of many years of working with my own husband, as well as supporting the wonderful, diverse, and brave couples who have come into my practice and group programs over the last 20 years, especially in my year-long Art of Money program. Whether you're just beginning your life together or just celebrated your golden anniversary, these tools and practices have been tested and loved by many couples before you who have stepped into more intimate, empowered, and peaceful money relationships together. Ready? 
here we go. My top 11 tips for talking money with your honey. One, honor your differences in pacing, styles, gifts, and values. <clears throat> One of the most common questions people ask me is, okay, I'm really ready to look at my money relationship and do the work, but my partner, sweetheart, is not ready. He, she, they is still resistant. How do I get them on board? Or do I start without them? We all have different timing and pacing when it comes to money and life. You might be ready to delve into your deep childhood messages and do all kinds of emotional and practical work around money, but maybe your sweetheart isn't there yet. Or perhaps you're great at starting money work while she takes a little longer to come on board. But once she's in, she helps you stay accountable and motivated when your attention falters. Money can show you how different you really are. Many couples notice money polarities. One's a spender, the other's a saver, for example. We're, I'm generalizing, but there, that's an example. And what you each like to spend money on or save for or invest in or, you know, how you spend, how you earn, how you save, how you invest can reveal your different values, personalities, and life dreams. Please honor your different timing, styles, gifts, and values when it comes to money. Get curious and compassion when you notice your differences and do your best not to make the other person wrong. Two, create a special space to connect, what I like to call a money date, which I talked a lot about in Money Mocha number two. When you bring up money concerns out of the blue, like right before bed, or when he's about to watch his favorite show, or when one of you are in the shower, I've done all of this, <laughs> it can lead to added conflict and stress. Eventually you can have conversations on the fly, or what I call quickies in the kitchen. But that's once trust and communication are built over time. I don't recommend starting there. Instead, schedule money dates together. These can look however you want and are simply a time for you and your honey to connect about money together. What you do and discuss in your money dates will evolve over time. The key is to keep creating a space to talk about money and keep showing up for it. 30 minutes or an hour once a week is a great place to start. You may eventually schedule monthly deep dives too. Make this time special and, dare I say, sexy, like candles, play some soft music, dress up. If you like, go slow, breathe, laugh, remind each other how much you care. Make it a safe space for you both to get vulnerable and share what's coming up for you. And do a body check-in, which I talked a lot about in Mocha number one, at the beginning, in the middle of it, and at the end and any other time as well while you're on a money date. And if you want more tips and tools on how to money date, please go to Mocha number two, where I share 27 ways on how to have a money date. Three, get present and mindful with the body check-in. Here we are again. I will repeat the body check-in over and over. It is that important. This is hands down my favorite tool for working with money. It's deceptively simple and only takes a moment. But when practiced regularly, it is utterly profound. Here's what to do. Simply pause, take a breath, tune into your body. What are you feeling right now? 
How does your back feel in the chair? How do your feet feel on the floor? What does your breath feel like moving in and out? Is it shallow, slow, quick, smooth? What else are you noticing in your body right now? Next, move on to your emotions and thoughts. What are you feeling emotionally right now? Where do you feel those emotions in your body? Are you feeling a big pervasive mood or something more precise? What thoughts are flitting over the screen of your mind? Memories, plans for the future. What's the feeling tone of all of this? Try your best not to judge what you find. Simply let yourself notice. Your job is to be a compassionate detective. Simply notice what's going on in your inner world, in your body. Be kind to yourself and to one another. Gather clues. Come home to your body, to this present moment, and rinse and repeat. And that's it, over and over. It's a practice. See, the body check-in is extraordinarily simple, but it is utterly life-changing and supportive when you practice it regularly. This kind of practice will help you become more available for communication and intimacy about money with your partner and with yourself. So please rely on it before, during, and after any money date or money conversation and just see what happens. Four, share story time. It's easy to dive right into the immediate day-to-day money stuff. These bills need paying. Those errands need running. Those calls need to be made. But we all have a rich personal history with money that goes back to childhood or beyond, which I call a money story. You have a unique conglomeration of money messages drawn from your personal experiences, family dynamics, defining life moments, your lineage, and so much more. And your partner has their own completely different money story. You may share some things. Things may be very different. Sharing your money story with each other is a big part of couples' financial therapy. I found it helpful to share these stories, even before getting to the practical aspects of money, like our numbers and bookkeeping. Here's what to do. Let one person speak while the other only listens. This isn't chatting. If you're listening, your only job is to listen and to hold space. I know that's easier said than done, but so powerful. So let your partner speak for 5, 10, or 15 minutes to begin without interruption. Simply take them in and then switch. So one person can get 15 minutes and speak while the other person is listening, doing their own body check-ins, not saying anything, and then you switch, and then it's your turn. What should you speak about? Anything that's on your mind or up for you around money. This might be something you read about in the news that bothered you and remind you of something your parents did with money while growing up. Or recently, you might share about your first money memory, what you did with your allowance as a kid, or a big money challenge that you overcame over the years. You can talk about how your ethnicity, religion, or spirituality has impacted your money relationship, or what your role in your family was when it came to money. Early on, were you the designated spender or saver? There are layers here. This isn't a one-and-done conversation. Keep showing up and making space for the story time. And just watch how it evolves and deepens over time. This vulnerable sharing and compassionate listening 
helps each partner express to the other, I want to hear your story, and here's mine. These were the messages I got about money. Here's why I freak out about the thing that you do or the thing that I do. This is where I feel anxiety and shame. This is why I spend and save the way I do. These are my feelings, even if I don't, un- com- even if I don't completely understand them yet. Five, track your money flowing in and out. When couples and individuals start working on money stuff, they're often tempted to skip right to the big savings goals or starting to curtail your spending. But I recommend simply tracking the money flowing in and out first for at least three to six months. Find, learn, and stick with the tracking, a bookkeeping tracking system. This is huge. So first, pick a bookkeeping system. Some of my community's favorites are Mint, YNAB, that's Y-N-A-B, Quicken, QuickBooks, MoneyMinder. But you can use your very own Excel spreadsheet if that works for you. There are no perfect ones. There are no perfect bookkeeping systems. So don't lose too much time in analysis paralysis. Compare some features and find a system you like. Then dive in and just find a system that you like for now that you can dive into. There will be a learning curve. Please know that. Stay with it. Get support from a bookkeeping trainer if you need or like. Nibble on some dark chocolate. Be kind to each other. Get set up and make tracking your finances and your numbers a regular practice. Then you can begin to look at spending patterns, cash flow patterns, and discussing changes you'd like to make. Six, decide who's on first. You and your partner are on the same team, and like any great team, it's helpful to assign clear positions playing to your strengths, and this can certainly change over a long, intimate relationship. Get honest with each other. I actually love reconciling accounts, but you're so much better at making those phone calls. Decide together who will be the bookkeeper, who pays the bills, transfers the funds, etc., Try to split up the roles in ways that feel good to you both and best for this time, again, knowing that it can change down the road. Usually couples fall into these roles without talking them through. The agreements are unspoken or even unconscious. This creates all manner of resentment and tension down the road. So please make clear, conscious, mutual agreements together. Remember to compromise, be playful, Agree to try out certain roles for six months or so, after which you can switch roles if you like. This is about custom building bridges to more intimacy with your honey and money. Seven, get clear on your values. How we spend money and what we spend it on speaks volumes about what truly matters to us. Talking about money then is an incredible doorway into more honesty and intimacy with your partner. Set aside some time to discuss what you value as individuals and as a couple or as a family. Chances are you find you will find you have some significant common ground and some big differences. Here's a personal example. Um, over the years my husband and I were about 100% agreement about spending money on good food and a Montessori education for our son, um, that's changing. And we're still into good food, 
but we're ready for public school for our son after many years of a Montessori school because we want to use those funds in other ways, for travel, for saving, for future retirement. So just know that um, you may have a set of values um, that you are in agreement for a while, and they may change, and that's okay. right? But we've been on the same team with these type of things. Um, what we haven't been on the same team with, we are now, we weren't for many years, is that I love a lot of self-care. I love facial lotions. I love acupuncture and on and on. My husband does not, he does not get it, he does not understand it. And then from his side, he loves expensive road bikes. He's a cyclist, so he needs a lot of gear and things break down and so on. And I don't understand that. And so years ago we had to have numerous conversations about why self-care is important to me. He had to share why cycling is important to him. We had to share what each of these values represents and gives to us, and on and on and on. And we were not in agreement for a while, and we had to have just one conversation after the next about this. And then eventually we learned and got to see why this is so important to each of us and why spending money in these ways is important. And we used to have arguments, or I used to think he would spend a lot more, and he would say, no, you do. And then we wound up tracking my self-care over a couple of years and his expensive road bike and gear over a few years, and it wound up being almost equal. It was pretty wild. So that's one personal example of where we've been on the same team and where we have not and that learning how to have these kind of money dates that I'm talking about um, are so important. And it takes time and it takes practice for things to change and to get on the same team. So we could wag our fingers at each other, which we used to do. You spent what on what? Or you spent what on that? <laughs> Instead, though, or in addition to, we've gotten really honest with each other and ourselves about how essential these things are to our happiness and our life experience. When you clarify the values behind your spending choices, it's much easier to understand them and accept them, your own and your partner's. Eight, get on the same dream team. Are you living your way towards the same big dreams and buckets at the end of the rainbow? What do your bucket lists have in common? What do they not? But really, what do they have in common? And what can you work towards together? Money, when used consciously, can be a vehicle to help you bring your dreams into reality. But first, we have to get honest about what we truly want. So are your dreams and your, honey dream, and your honey's dreams the same? Are they in alignment or do they contradict each other? Do you even know each other's big dreams? And I would say, do you even know each other's dreams for the next year or two and then move out to 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Does your husband long to quit his job and start an organic farm in Vermont? Do you wish you could go back to school or travel the world? Take the time to listen to each other's dreams. This is so precious. Keep in mind, zooming out and dreaming big can be scary and vulnerable for some. But only once you've gotten honest about your dreams can you throw the full power of your spending, saving, earning, earning, <laughs> and earning and giving and investing to support them. So make some safe, judgment-free space for each other to open up and talk about your dreams and then see how similar they are. Nine, make money 
a no-blame, no-shame zone. Most of us are already experts on shaming ourselves or on money. We don't need help from each other, and we don't need to do this to each other. So please strive to be kind, compassionate, and curious. Talking about money is so vulnerable. Remember that before snapping at your honey when you disagree about a spending choice or shaming him for not saving more. There are so many layers beneath each money decision we make, and there may well be deep, tender things beneath this moment that you know nothing about yet. We each have our own money story and patterns. We all do money in different ways. But when you bring some compassionate, open-hearted curiosity to the table, that's when things can shift. So try to make your money dates a no-blame, no-shame zone or catch it pretty quickly when you do it, if you do it. Try to remain open and curious about each other. Allow for more compassion and love in your money dates. And yes, this takes practice, which is over, doing over and over and over. Number 10, make room for the emotional side of money. Money is connected to basic primal things like survival and security, peace of mind, our value, our values, power, and more. We feel these things in our bodies and our bones, and they create a they create big emotions. Make space for your emotions and your partner's emotions. Make space for any anger, shame, guilt, anxiety, sadness, and fear that may arise. And make room for joy, excitement, and, ex- and increasing empowerment too. You simply won't be unemotional, purely logical robots here. Well, that's the majority of us won't be or are not. Emotions will come up for most of us. Please do not shame each other for the hard emotions. Do your best to make space when the other is struggling or sorting through their feelings. Be honest about your own. Take turns and be kind to each other. Eleven, celebrate your baby steps. They are huge. It's easy to focus on what's wrong or painful or left to be done with money. After all, there's always more steps to take and more layers to peel back and more things to fine-tune and update. But it is so important to focus on the positive steps you've already taken. Sometimes it's appreciating the road rolling out behind us that keeps us motivated to keep going. I encourage my Art of Money community to take baby steps and celebrate each one. Even steps you think are small or no big deal can take a ton of emotional courage and deserve to be celebrated. Did you and your honey have three money dates this month or one? Celebrate. Did you get brave and check your credit cards? Did you and your honey have three money dates this month or one? Celebrate. Did you get brave and check your credit scores? Celebrate. Did you open up about a vulnerable subject? Celebrate more. Remember to appreciate yourself and your sweetie for being on this money journey together. Even if you're not walking at exactly the same pace or in the same style, celebrate each other's baby steps. Cheer each other on. You can choose to craft a money relationship, one built of kindness, cooperation, and mutual empowerment. It's not a one-time decision. It's an ongoing practice. But when you put in some time and effort, you may be amazed at what happens. Here is a little clip 
of me at the Lincoln Center in New York sharing a story of how a couple who wasn't originally on the same team got on the same team. I know how tricky it is to talk about money with your sweetheart, but I also know how rewarding it can be. This is why I offer so much support for couples in my year-long money school, The Art of Money. It makes me so happy to hear couples in my community share their progress, like how they used to not be able to talk about money without fighting, but now they're actually looking forward to money dates, or they're learning new things about each other and appreciating how strong and smart their partner is. Maybe you're both ready to take this journey together, or maybe you're blazing a trail, trusting your honey will follow when they're ready. Either way, if you'd like my help in your money relationship in 2020, now is a wonderful time to join my year-long program.